won Coca five times. Five times. Four, three time variety performer of the year, one time comedian of the year, and uh, that one there is for the Hall of Fame inductee. I'm a fucking Canadian college performing legend. Welcome back to Bottom of the Barrel. Matt doesn't know this, but we've already started. Hello. If you don't know who this is, this is Matt DeSero. If you're a magician and you've never heard of Matt DeSero, you are not alone. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Nobody knows. I wrote a book. I got some videos. You were on TV. What? How uh, you? I'm actually a Coca winner too. You're a Coca winner too. From like '98, yeah. Fuck yeah. Maybe '97, but we didn't have the fancy none of this bullshit. I know. Are we allowed to swear on this thing? Oh yeah. yeah. Please do, please do. But yeah, no, it's 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 so fucking gratuitous to give awards. It fucking feels weird. It's it's a popularity thing, man. Like, how much can you drink? You drink a lot, then you win. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty it. much. That's how you get gigs. Uh, before Here's we jump, <laughs> before we jump into this, we got to crack a beer. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're having. I'm gonna have I'm this. I'm just one. gonna go blindly on whatever. This I one is the Longboat Pale Ale. And from this is something in the water something brewing. Something in the water, Longboat Pale Ale. So this yeah. is the brewery that's close to my house. If you want to find out where I live, then that's a good hint. Trust me, I just drove in here from the suburbs. You don't want to stalk this man. <laughs> if you want to go 22 minutes for 700 meters. Jesus. Sorry, man. Cheers, sir. Cheers, buddy. Oh. Thank you for having me. Oh. The sign's falling. All right. Let's get to the bottom of it. Character now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's All not right. bad. So we're, yeah, that's good, that's man. That's great. All right, we're starting in a bit of a funny way. Um, you guys don't, uh, if, if you're listening to the audio, then then most of this just sounds like I have a guest. For the rest of you that are watching, you realize that we're in my apartment uh, in Toronto because I didn't go to Montreal to the uh, podcast studio this week. But this is still officially the barrel. We got the Bob sign that's sort of, it's going to fall probably during the podcast. Did you, just, but... did you just make that today? No, no, that's the original <laughs> one from the original, the first episode. So this is, uh, yeah, this is the bottom of the barrel and we're still in the barrel. And today at the bottom with us is Matt DeSero. He's a fellow comedy magician. And you've been doing this 15 years longer than me, probably. 30, actually, holy smokes. How long if, you, if you take away the pandemic years, 30 years, but otherwise 30 years. So you've been almost, almost 20 years longer than me. 20, yeah, Damn. 32 years. I started when I was 16 years old. Ah, uh, that's the difference. Yeah, I was in high school. And I was lying to Yuck Yucks about my age. And this, yeah, the sign's going to fall for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I used to say to Yucks, I'm like, uh, like I'm 19. Uh, like to get into Yucks, I won this comedy competition. I lied about that. Like my entire career is based on an unbelievable lie. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I just I kept lying and lying. Then one of the waitresses wanted to date me, and I was so young. Oh my god, what a mess! That's cr- okay. Well, I I guess how would they fact check that? Okay, this sign's gonna fall. Yeah, We're no, gonna take it down right now. It's gonna, gonna grab me. No, that's gonna. That's true. I used to go into Yucks to get my paycheck, and there was a filing cabinet which you'd pull out and you'd go through for your name and you'd pull out your paycheck. That's how. And I'm I'm only forty eight. Like I'm not uh, that old. Yeah, that well, that's just it. Because I was like, I always thought you were maybe only ten years more. Uh, more years doing magic than me because uh, I knew how old you were. But you're I, I started. I started more successful. I started a full ten years after you. That's why. And that and makes you're sense. Way more successful because <laughs> I got a sweet podcast. You got a sweet podcast, a book, mm-hmm. TV series. I haven't had any of those yeah. things. You got a book now? I have a book, but it's more of a pamphlet. Yeah, it's but got it's some blank pages in it. Is it targeted at magicians? Uh, the book is targeted at industry people okay. and real. Like there's some road stories in it and stuff. But I always say it's bathroom reading for magicians. Yeah, I gotta hold this up for everybody reading right now. We, I have four topics on here that I think we're gonna cover today: magic, road stories, famous people, and aliens. Believe it or not, believe it or not, this is a prime, prime guy to have on for aliens. So we're gonna try and cover all this is, shit. Are your people gonna make fun of me? Like, are they gonna go? This guy's full of shit with his alien stories. Or are they gonna? Are they more of a? Is, does your audience believe? They're, they're, they they listen. <laughs> they they're used to listening to me. Do you and Chris. actually have an audience. You didn't. I didn't look at. Yeah, we at all. we got fucking tinfoil hats on, man. We're killing oh, it. There's great. there's about fourteen thousand people. So what? yeah, I'd say only about 
In Canada, but, that's like uh, you're like Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'd say half are the states, and then a quarter's like uh, UK, Australia, and that's then exactly how I've divided my career up yeah. too. The same way, probably like twenty percent are Canadian, to be honest. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Ah, oh, well, people. You're not out of no, it's pretty fun, man. We, we, we have a good time here. And, and yeah, we talk about all kinds of shit. We wear tinfoil hats. So we get to the bottom of it. We don't give a fuck. We will take any interesting story. We had on a flat I mean, earther one time. To be honest with you. We had a flat earther on one time. You had what? We had a flat earther on one time. Like We go, so, we talk about all kinds of shit. Can I tell you my quick flat earther story? Oh, sure. I have a friend who... Oh, should I say who... I have a friend who works for a, a pretty important scientific outfit in the States. Okay. And they deal with space travel and so forth. <laughs> yeah. Not NASA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he works for a place where yeah, propulsion yeah. Yeah. might be. Yeah. A, and he's a flat earther. Yeah. I'm Shit, like, you're, man. You're, you're a fucking flat earther. I go, have you not seen an eclipse? I know. And, and it's like. You, and dude, then, we went. We went all, like, we, dude, it's a 90 minute podcast. I know. They have. Ex- but he's got like. He's they have got, explanations that make sense to them. But you're like, that doesn't work. And they're like, yeah. Because the earth isn't flat. I know. Because I've been on a cruise ship and not sailed off the edge. <laughs> Congratulations on your cruise ship, by the way. Oh, thank you, sir. After 18 years of working those things. Oh, I, my God. I don't know if I ever want to go back on my I've own. done six over the last six years. I do like one a year, and I fucking despise them. Until well, you're the... trapped with your audience. You know, if you kill, it's great. Yeah. But then they also don't leave you alone. And if you suck. Well, the last one I did was Virgin Cruise Ship. And they're, they're brand new, right? They've only been doing it like two years. And they're the fucking best. Yeah. Average age was 40. They said, do your full comedy club act. Don't pull any punches. We don't give a shit. So I just did whatever show I wanted. Uh, so I went out there and just, I just went there and fucking murdered. And I'm like, this is amazing. And they're comping drinks for the performers. Like, we're having a fucking great time, dude. And there's no kids time. allowed on the whole ship. On the whole ship? On the whole ship. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a, a, a what are you an ambassador for Virgin cruise ships now. I'm like, let's go, everybody. For most of my career on Holland America, average age is like 78. Mm-hmm. Largest morgue of any sh- on all the ships. Yeah, I believe it. You have to. I've never done a show where someone didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Alpha, alpha, alpha. Yes. Yeah, oh my that. god. Yeah. Sometimes they just. As a matter of fact, I posted a photo of uh, maybe two weeks ago, standing out at the end, and there's a a, a dead woman. That's insane. I thought she was asleep, but she was dead. That's wild. That's fucking wild, man. <laughs> it's just horrible that I'm even saying it. No, I, 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 yeah. She's going to haunt me, but I swear, yeah. The only one I ever did with the old audience was Princess. And the average age there was like 73, 74, I think they said. And, um, oh, Princess is younger than Holland. Yeah, but this one was particularly old for whatever reason. And, uh, and yeah, I didn't realize, like, I didn't realize they were going to hate me, and they did. And then I, I finally convinced the lady to come on stage. Getting volunteers with old people is really hard. Yeah. And then I got this lady on stage for like the first trick. And then when she was leaving the stage, she missed a step and she fell off. And she's old, right? And it didn't, wasn't so good. It was you. It was me, yeah. Hmm. Holland yeah. doesn't have um, – we can't, I can't work there anymore because uh, she's like after the pandemic and she's there, everybody's coming back. And she's like, look, um, the ADA, the American Disabilities Association or whatever it's called, yeah. they go, uh, listen, if one person can't get up, no one can. So if you can't get them up the stairs, then uh, no one. So now no Ooh. no act that is interactive. Like my closer oh, has I five could, people on stage. Yeah, I could never do it. No, so now I'm not, I don't have to go back. Good. It's, it's perfect. I get to say, take your 1998 dial-up speed internet yeah. and your old people and, and, and fuck off. What did you, so what did you, how did you replace all that income if you're not on ships anymore? I'm semi-retired. Oh, I, okay. I sold an investment property. That's what ah, I Because like, you're like, you're more successful than me. And I'm like, why well, ain't fucking no, able to fucking pull back no, at all, you're man? You're way more successful. Yeah, but I'm, I must be, I think I like I think money on fire. we spend it the same, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am like, literally like, I had to hit up a fucking gig I did the other day. I'm like, hey. 
when are you gonna fucking pay me? Really? And then and they're like, and they're I can tell the response being like, just chill. But in my mind, I'm like, bro, you don't know how <laughs> deep I'm in right now. Like, <laughs> you better pay. You better gotta, cut me this I got check. Cards to buy. I guess. Yeah. I got a fucking thumb tips. I got to buy. I'm like, I'm 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 pretty irresponsible, you know. Oh. For a guy with a kid, I'm woeful. Like. I had a huge fight with my wife about this. I my kid just turned eight, and for his birthday, I got him the Lego Titanic. It's a thousand dollars. Yeah, holy shit! She's like, what the yeah. fuck are you spending at that? I go, but it's, it's fucking dope. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you're trying to you're trying to give him the the. She's like, but you're all the shit you wanted when you were eight. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he has it all now. Yeah. So which is great, but it's true. I like I'm trying to retire, but I'm not doing a good job of it. Yeah, I, I'll have to be hustling. You'll see me back at Yuck soon. For sure. Suck dicks for a dollar or whatever I got to do. Whatever you got. I mean, you can charge more now. You don't have to do that 1980s oh. dick sucking. You can do the, the well, 2023. Yeah, it's a, the money's way up. It's I around 2025 now. I can take credit card, debit card now. It's all wireless. I think so, yeah. Things mm-hmm. have changed since I started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one of those jobs you want to investigate the uh, the new market rate before you get back into it. You don't want to slide <laughs> back into that. Can you imagine all these comics going, you're undercutting me for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm trying to suck Breslin's dick for 10. Oh, my oh, God. No, that's good. I, I that guy's come a long way on like and magic, because um, yeah, when I, I first met him, he, he probably he, helped that a little bit. Yeah, I went. I went and did you know? I'd done a couple shows. Uh, don't let you. Don't let him kid you though. He doesn't like magic. No, I, I know, but he like he watched it and he was thoroughly enjoyed it. Like because last time he watched me was probably like I don't know ten years ago, eight years ago, and he did not enjoy it. So <laughs> so I, I don't know. Usually he's at the at the mark. Booth. If people don't know what we're talking oh, about, if people don't know what I'm talking about. It's it's the guy that owns like the major comedy chain in Canada called Yuck Yucks. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's like the only, only uh, actual. It's the only chain in town if you're yeah. in the country. Like really, because when I started, everyone you know, you meet a new comic and they go, are "You yucks guy, or are you outside?" Yeah, exactly. And then for a while, I was like, "Yucks guy," and then I'm, like, ah, I'm outside. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he his best friend was Paul Wildbaum growing up in school. Yeah. So he has a connection to, to variety. He doesn't hate it. I like. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I think yucks is great or whatever in their own way. I think I love they... the clubs because it's a properly set up club. Exactly. And they don't put up with bullshit. Yeah. So you know, check drop comes at the right time. Yeah. That stuff is very good. But they need they need they, like I think. I've just heard, you know, the money shit. And I'd rather just do my own thing because, like, that's why I do social media so hard because I'm, like, anywhere I go, I know I can move at least 100 or 200 tickets, right? So I'm, like, just fucking do your own thing. It's a lot more work to do your own thing. And I'm stressed and I'm pulling my hair out. I'm running fucking ads. I'm trying to promote all the time. I'm constantly (laughs) editing things. I'm constantly putting up the next thing. But, like, you're, like, ah, at at least it's all in my own control. I think you could do more like that. That was the trap for me. That's what kept me at Yucks. With ease? Ease of use. Because I used to go, okay, so there's nine clubs in the country. You get them each twice a year. That's 18 weeks. So there's my comics welfare. Yeah. And then like Everything else. Corporates, whatever. whatever. Yeah, whatever else. Well, it all came through Yucks, right? Oh, right. Yeah. And then I had a huge falling out with uh, one of the club owners that owned like five clubs. This guy and his wife. Hi, Lydia. Um, and then uh, the, the, the booker there goes, hey, you know what? You're probably better off just doing corporate. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. And then it turned out to be the best gift ever. Cool. Because, so I lost the clubs, but I got corporate. Which And I was like, oh, there's real money here. Yeah. And then I left, and I go, now I can. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I'd be, I don't know what I'd be doing. Fuck I'd me. Be working in science or something. Yeah. I mean, that's. So, okay, yeah, that's. How many years did you do the clubs then? Excuse me. I guess I started in high school and I left early twenties. Okay. And then, but if you're talking clubs in general, like outside of Yachts as well, all yeah. through my twenties, like Northern Ontario, cross Canada tours used to be cross Canada tours of clubs. Wow. Bar, yeah. So they go, okay, you're at this bar in Regina, you're at this bar in Calgary. Boom, boom, boom. 
Cranbrook here, this, this, and then you just, you know, you get the map. Cool. <laughs> you drive. So me and Wes or somebody would, Wes Eric would go drive across the country. That's fucking cool. But, but, but I, I might, I might have made two grand for the two weeks. <laughs> like it was pathetic. Wow. Okay. Was pathetic. I was like, like I'd come home awesome. and be like, I don't even have booze money. Okay, well, that's not as much fun. And that's not as appealing no. as, but, but as, a, as a teenager. Yeah, perfect. And it was a great and, place to learn. Yeah, I was going to say, getting learning and whatnot. It's like the rigor it. bars. Have you ever played an oil rigor bar? You no, probably have. Never. Oh, my God. They work, I don't know, 18 hours a day and then they drink for another 18. And then they <laughs> just rinse and repeat. I hate you. But, like, I've been called everything. And I, and I don't wear, I used to wear, like, a bow tie and shit like that. Too. Oh, yeah. I'm a kid going. Hi, it's an oil rigger bar. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they're calling me everything. It's heinous. Damn. Yeah, yeah. But it's good to be beat up. You need to get beat up. I think so, for sure. Yeah. I'm, you know, you learn probably more from when you die than when you when you kill. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I yeah, and and there's no choice. Like no one. It's not like you can really make. Um, yeah, if, if you wanna if you wanna be successful, you you have to go through those learning curves because you could just play it safe and do the tried and tr- tested bullshit. Um, but I don't think you're going to get to a point you want to get to. You'll never. No, I talk about that in my book. I'm plugging my book. Do it. Fog Machine of War. Link below. Link, Link below. below. Which you will have to do because I don't know how. I got it. Uh, but I, I think that's true. I, I say that I should have not, you know, that expression, they follow you out of the clubs or you follow them out of the clubs. I followed them out of the clubs to corporate. I should have, as I say in the book, built an audience, had them follow me to everywhere I go. And then cause, right. like, I have friends like Sandra Shamus who started young. And her audience has grown with her. They will follow her anywhere. And she's, you know, whatever, in her 60s. I hope I'm not misspeaking, but I think in her 60s. And her audience will follow her anywhere. I'm like, oh, I should have done that. And the same is true with uh, material. I think I probably pandered too much to corporate, whereas I should have done exactly, I should have done what you're doing, which yeah. is exactly what you think is funny and what you want to do. Yeah. And then your audience will find you and they will hopefully follow you until you're an old man. Yeah. And I've, I've learned to scale. I've, this is one thing I've had to do. I've had to learn to scale it back for corporates. And I, yeah. I used to just sort of fucking egotistically like push forward my agenda even at corporate events. And they kind of – it was a bit, bit annoying and shaky and weird. But I've really learned to like – I dial it way back for them. But I'm very convinced that – Doesn't that feel like a compromise? Like you're – I feel I like – For money, I'll do anything. I, yeah, I, I feel like I'm like, hey, okay, it's just for a corporate. I'm going to do it for – I'll do this one for you guys. Like that's fine. Like I, I literally – I go like, all right, this is for them. They, they just want to see a fucking magician. Right, so then I'm like, but I have, I make sure I have enough other gigs in my life that I'm like, I'm doing my own thing. But I used to just be like, fuck it, this is me, let's go. And now I, I'm kind of catered to it. Because, but because I think that would be, I, I would never have done that to find my way. But now that I know what I'm doing, I don't mind switching it off for them. Oh, see, I went the wrong way. Yeah, you just went, we just did it the opposite directions. Yeah, you did it the smart way. Everybody who I. I, I... I always go like it's okay to be broke for a little while longer. Like some of the guys that were a little younger than us. Oh, like, that's smart. You should be broke a little while longer. Try and build an audience. Like uh, two of the guys who run that magic show at Yachts. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I know you're griping about the money and stuff, but build the audience, build the email list. Like, remember, uh, I think it was Kevin Hart. No, sorry, Kevin Hart. I think somebody went broke. I forget who it was, mm. and they lost everything. I guess Hollywood shit the bed on them, and they had to start again. And he's like. I went back to clubs and I put out the email list on all the tables and he's like, he just built yeah. from the ground up and whoever it is, it's now a big star that I can't remember. So maybe not that big star. Yeah. But the point is that's the way it should, I should have done it too. That's, fuck it. You're never done though. Like, I don't know, man. I, I'm a, yeah. No, you give me an awful, I say it all the time to all the other acts. I'm like, you inspire me. You give me a lot. Like, you're like, no, you can do, you fuck, you can do YouTube. You can still, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can't. I don't know how to do anything. And you're like, no, it's possible. Yeah. Like, I, I respect the guys that are like, yeah, anything's possible. Whereas now I go, I just want to build Lego Titanic. Yeah, no, I hear that. 
I don't know, man. It's, it's, I guess it's how tired are you? That's the whole thing. I'm not tired. I love to work. I just now want to work on my own terms. Mm-hmm. I don't want to comp. Like I don't want to go work for old people and have to do. Did you ever move? What do you mean? Did you ever live anywhere else? Other London, than... England. Oh, okay, you lived there for a while. It's a very short time. Uh, why you went there? You're like, this is not working out. No, it's out? great. I, I love it, but uh, I become a raging alcoholic. I'd oh. die. I would have died. My friend Wes Herrick, he lived there for like ooh, eight years or something. Yeah. And England, that was the thing in the '90s. I don't know when did you start. What year? Uh, 2010. Uh, you, missed the, you, missed the 90s, you missed the '90s boom. Like I didn't really start getting on boom. stage till like 2010, probably. So in the 90s, it was the thing to do. You'd move to England because they had all these gigs. Yeah. Everybody went there. And I thought, well, that seems to be the way to go. Because I got tired of going back and forth for gigs. One agent would just fly you back and forth from the corporates and stuff. And then maybe wow. go to a club or a little run. And then you'd oh, I'll try for a while. Shit. I, I do like the drinking culture there, but I've never tried to live in it. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. That night bus. That night bus on the way. Oh, you got people from the UK. They'll know. Oh, They'll yeah. tell you. They'll know. Yeah, yeah. Westburn Park Station is where uh, West used to live, and I remember uh, Notting Hill. The, uh-huh. the, the 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 road is there where they do Portobello Road, and then the night bus would drop you off there. And just how much how much drunken sickness all the way down that. Holy road. shit! It's awesome. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just wake up going, oh, this could be another day. <laughs> what about uh, what about in the states? Did you move there? Did you ever have a visa there, or what'd you do? I had visas since I was a kid. Okay, two agents kind of took an, uh, like a bit of a risk. Yeah, and got me the visa, and I've I spent probably eighty percent of my career in the states. Oh wow, less like like the really good earning years of my life. Yeah, always in the states. Yeah, yeah, that's the move for sure. That's why I'm really excited. My I just got my visa last month. Again, I saw you on the yeah. I saw you on the paperwork. Yeah, I'm pretty excited because it's a. Uh, it's like I had I had for green card. I only had one before and it was drink I got it right before the fucking thing. Oh yeah, we don't talk about the fucking pandy or else we have to do shots. So we're not gonna we mention. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Not in this podcast. Fuck it. Okay. So we you don't tell me if I start to go off somewhere, you just stop it. You're, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna get me demonetized. No, it's not no, it's not about the monetization, it's just people are sick of hearing about it. I can Keep, I say one thing about it real quick? Because well, a, a lesson out. from a comic. All right. Is this like for entertainers? Uh there's a lot of them, yeah, but there's I learned a valuable lesson. A comic uh was doing a a bit on on, on a ship. He, he's a kill. He's had like the Tonight Show. I don't know, ten times, fifteen times, two hundred and fifty yeah. TV spots. All these well known, well established, really good comic. Yeah. And about ten minutes in, he mentioned the he just said the V word. Yeah. Right. And he, he lost the crowd. Holy shit! And he goes, I couldn't get them back. That's insane. And so we sort of deconstructed what happened. And you know what happened? Just exactly what you said. They're tired of hearing about it. Yeah. They don't want, and so now I realize, and I just, I worked a theater with another guy who has a whole, a, a whole fucking hilarious bit about all this stuff, but yeah. the audience got off the bus and then I had to follow them and they were off the bus for me for 10 minutes because they just yeah, they didn't it's want it. Zone right out, man. You're hundred percent right. Yeah. And monetization. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but I, yeah, I just, I'm happy to talk about anything else, you know? Yeah, anything. no. I, well, and the further we get from it, the better it is, but it's just fucking whatever, so. Yeah, hey, you got a fool us thing there. You can sit and look. Yeah. Look, I fool Penn. I did not fool Penn and Teller. Yeah, that's right. The first time I met you, were we, you, you like. I, I, I was thinking about that was I was driving. Was like I was at Niagara Falls or some shit? Where were we? No, Detroit. I was working in Detroit, but I was staying on the Canadian side. And we right. At, um, some shitty fucking place. Yeah. And talking about fools. And then you came up and you were like, I was on fool us too. Something. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And that then, was wild. It comes up in my Facebook memories every now and again. Yeah. I was like at the breakfast brunch, like my hair's all over the place. I'm yeah, all yeah. over. I'm yeah. wickedly hungover. <laughs> like, I, and then I remember going home, going, uh, 
Yeah, this Wes Barker guy. Yeah, guy. for sure. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah, a long time ago. yeah, that was a fuck. That was like yeah, a while, six, seven years ago. So, I don't know, but it was good because uh, I remember watching you did that. You did your chicken act on there. Nope, I did this. I come the underwear thing. I know that oh. other people have. Oh, yeah. Did your research for this yeah, podcast? Yeah. I see. Well done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm like, I'll just ask him. <laughs> Easier than looking it up. Yeah. I definitely watched it. I don't know why I thought you had your chicken going. I just, I just did a talk for the London, uh, what's it called, the Magic Circle in London, yeah. and they played my Fula spot at the top of the interview thing, oh. and I had to sit there and fuck, I had to watch it, and it's awful, and I don't like the lines anymore, and I'm like, nothing is tagged out, and I. You didn't like it. I fucking hated my spot, and then I had a problem. Did I talk about the breathing problem I had with the uh, smoke? You know the. It's not smoke. Do you, you know the stuff they 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 sprayed so that the lights cut. Like through? the haze. The haze. Yeah. So I guess the act before me must use it. So that shit was still there. <laughs> I smoke right, and I drink. And so, but whatever, I haven't smoked before. I'm stressed like a fucker. And uh, I walk out on stage and I all of a sudden I can't breathe. I'm having like, like, it looks like I'm either woefully nervous or I'm having an emphysema attack. <laughs> but I remember walking out and I can't fucking breathe. I cannot breathe. And I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time getting whole sentences out. And I'm like, holy fuck, I'm, the, emphys- the smoking's caught up to me and it's going to kill me on... Oh Ooh, shit! And I had to muddle through whatever eight minutes. You go down. You'd go down like Tommy Cooper style. You fucking oh, sick. Could you imagine if I died on stage oh, like that. I would, hope I die in harness. Like we would have never guys. met. But that would have been too bad. But I would have seen your. I would have seen your clip right though. Now. Yeah. Like, look at this fucking idiot die. Look at this. Nobody would know. Everyone would go. Ah, fuck. He smoked so much. He drank. He used to do drugs as a kid. Probably. But it was the haze. Yeah. It was. It was awful. What was the drug of choice back when you're 17 doing fucking clubs? Kelly, you were doing comedy clubs when you were 17. Yeah, Coke was the move, eh? Well, you know, in in America, the line is, and I'm sure some of your Americans will uh, prop me up on this, but you'd hear it all the time in comedy clubs. You want to get paid in green or white? Oh, yeah, I have heard about that. Yeah, all the time. That's crazy. And then it was so weird. Like, uh, there was a time when you couldn't get pop, but you could get hash. And mm. and comics would leave, like, little pinner joints in places that, like... Uh, Okay, so you work in the uh, Holiday Inn in Poughkeepsie. You're, you're doing that club? Okay. Tell you where so, stash is? Yeah, like eight, <laughs> eighth floor Coke machine behind the Coke machine is there if you want. <laughs> you, you hear stuff like that. And then uh, there was no email, obviously, then. So people would also write letters. Like, uh, we had this thing. <laughs> I don't even know if I should say Ah, fuck it. Comics, uh, there's like four or five of us that would write letters to each other about, like, our shits. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> like, like, I ate it. I hated the Cracker Barrel. This is what my shit was like, and and then now we're we've turned it into a Facebook group called the Pooh Man Group, and there's like eight of us that just talk about our shit. Like, Oddly enough, you've told children. me about this before, which yeah, is like, children. yeah, I. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It is what, crazy. What, you're, you're not working on your act, no? I'm talking, about, <laughs> I'm talking about my shit. You know, it just occurred to me that uh, you're the only the third magician we've ever had on this podcast. Who are the other two? Uh, David Williamson and wow. Lance Burton. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. See you later. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh, it just occurred I'm to me. so shit. I, I'm like, no, you're not. Guys. This is great. They no. wouldn't talk about any real shit with us. They would not at all. Oh, Williamson? He did. He, we, we got off to the. Fucking hilarious. He's the, my favorite magician. He's fucking phenomenal. Magician's favorite magician's that thing with the Rocky the Raccoon where he lights the fucking hoop on fire. I cry every time to this day. He's the greatest. Oh. And he could not take a compliment and we kind of annoyed him because we said you're one of the greatest comedy magicians of all time like uh, we love you this is him. and he's and he's like i don't consider myself a comedy magician the and fuck off i i know sorry dude. yeah that's what that's what i the wanted fuck to say you're not a comedy magician. i know and it was and it got off the high slat of dave <laughs> 
And I guess we just, I don't know. It, he was great, professional, charming, oh. lovely. It was amazing. But He's a good third seater on panel. And it was, he knows a, what he's it was a weird. Um, he just can't talk. Maybe I got weird about it. When, well, when he said idols. that, yeah, that's maybe what they, yeah, maybe I, maybe it was on me actually. Because when I look back at the podcast, it was really good. But I was like, he told some great fucking stories about oh. fucking with Copperfield and stuff. It was amazing. So oh, I, so, I loved so it. So ridiculously funny. Would uh, what, do you have any? I was looking at my list here. Do you have any <laughs> road stories that that stick out in your mind? Like, because I, I mean, I, I love a good road story, and I know you, you, you type some out every now and then on on Facebook, and I end yeah, up reading. Yeah, I cannibalize them for my book. Mm. I downloaded my entire Facebook feed from its inception. That's smart. And then I went, okay, let's find all the stuff that I think is funny. <laughs> and then I put some of it in my book. Yeah. So like, that'll save me writing. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the book's, you know, it's for those Bolivian magic kids, right? It's, it, all, the, all the money is for them. So I'm like, I'm not working too hard. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did a full yeah, donation. Yeah, so I'm not making any money on this book. Not a fucking dime. All the money goes, but it's cool. It's a, it's a kid's magic school in Bolivia. And it's yeah. magic tricks and stuff. And it's, so it's, you're, there's no business advice in this then? you're not making any money on this book. Well, I give business advice. So <laughs> don't, don't follow it. Road stories. Yeah. Uh, so I was going to, in the book, I, I was going through all this shit and I found, I found some great Norm MacDonald road stories. Yeah. Fucking amazing. I know. Uh, I think you were. Are you a fan of Norm's or no? Oh yeah. Huge fucking fan. Like I love anything. He doesn't like, he doesn't like variety. Right. But I, I would somehow sure. get paired with him. So, but he'd always be like, Hey there, uh, you know, there, Maddie, uh, we could, uh, we could go back and like, um, you can you can write some jokes, you know. You you might need some of them because uh, a little bit hollow in the act there. <laughs> <laughs> so the best. Can I tell my? I, I'll tell you my. Tell it, man. Tell you. It's on you. You're the guest. Uh, it's your host. Um, just getting name tags. So I'm working with Norm. He's just come off of Saturday Night Live, and I'm like, the man on to come. I'm I'm coming up a little bit. I got like Tony Camacho and and a few other agents in the states that are like they were big club guys in the states. So you got a now. Now I'm talking like Norm there. Um, so I got a like a corporate in uh, somewhere in Ohio. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like a like a 900 seat theater, but it's a corporate event. Oh wow, that's big. So they want me and Norm. Obviously, they're there to see Norm, not me. But I'm hired to open. Yeah. So go out do my song and dance. It's fine. I feel whatever. And then Norm goes out. This is before Norm is the Norm you would know now. This is more like. Oh, you know, I cut up my family there, Bob. Oh, is my face red there, Bob? You know, I got my whole whole family hacked up in a bag there. You know that that, that fucking video? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, me and the wiener dog there. I don't. So, right? so he's doing all this, but it's super fucking dark. Mm. And from the back through the pipe and drape, I can see like ten people get up, fifty people. He's walking the room. Whoa, another hundred people. And then like out of the seven hundred, I don't know, maybe. Maybe there's 200 left. Holy fuck! And then at one point, and then and he does that whole bit, you know, where he's, uh, oh, holy lord, the nether world there. Uh, here I have, I've hacked up my family, and I put it in a bag, and then he, he pulls his head off, his mask off, and oh, it's my neighbor Bob. Oh, it's my face red there, Bob. I got my whole family fucking hacked up in a bag, and then like like fucking a hundred <laughs> people get up, and and they and as they're walking out, he just squares up to the mic and he goes. What do you expect me to do? Jokes about losing my luggage? <laughs> what? What a fuck? What balls out thing to do? Man, we're talking like you were giving me fucking props a minute ago for like sort of staying true and staying to my like true to my ideas, but I'm a little baby back bitch compared to the conviction that guy has. I think everybody is. That guy just was like, nope. Thought it was funny. It's funny. I'm doing it. Exactly. But you know what? That's the advice. Don't you find magicians always ask you if you're a comedy actor like, yeah. how do I make myself funny? And I always go, if you think it's funny. It probably is. You just got to work it. You just 
You know, See, rewrite it. It's 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 in your phrasing. It's in your turn of phrase. It's in your language. It's whatever you think is funny. It probably is. I tell him to steal someone else's act. I tell him to buy it too. Oh, that too. That's yeah. John, isn't that what John Armstrong actually? Yeah. And John Armstrong actually says that. Doesn't he? Really? I don't know. He's like, yeah. Sometimes you just gotta buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so no. fucking smart. I hope John doesn't watch. The this. only way he won't. The only way <laughs> the, he, won't. he won't. The only way is, uh, yeah, is what you said. Is you got to, you got to, just got to. You, like, you have to, you have to think it's funny have, and then say it out loud. I've, I've run with things for so long, believing that they're funny and they just die. And then you'd be wrong sometimes. Many times. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't let this opener go for like the longest. I'm like, fuck. I know it's. And then I'm, I'm working with comics, and I'm like. I put it on Facebook. I'm like, I got a crack team of the world's best joke writers. We're working on this one premise, but nobody could make it work. God damn. Yeah, it was horrible. What? But we were sure. Yeah. The kernel of something funny. Also, too, I mean, if the audience likes you, yeah, you can get away with almost anything. I, I and I'm talking about an opener where they don't know if they like me yet or not. Right? Yeah, so that's the hardest part. Placement. That's uh, every time I've done like um, any kind of like America's Got Talent style thing, they don't like me. At all, because do they like you less than the camera likes me? No, no one likes you. <laughs> no, 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 it's, no, it's all right. Uh, no, they, That's profound. They, because it's it's uh, all you get is ninety seconds or whatever. All it is is an opener, and they ne- they never want you to do like they, they tell you. Oh, we want this trick out of your act, and you're like, but that's in the middle of my show for a reason. Yeah. Like, no, no, it murdered. I saw the clip. I'm like, in the middle of my show. But I and now you got to go out. I make that mistake for TV all the time. Fool us, I did my closer. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. So I don't set tone. I don't set personality. Mm-hmm. And then there were some problems with Fool us. They didn't get the people I wanted. And all this. Yeah. I, I told you, I looked like the, the fucking Reddit said I was a racist. Yeah. Did, you, did I tell you that? How, did, how does Reddit know your true hearts and feelings? Well, it's the internet. It knows everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they found me back in the BTS days. They pulled up my old shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, you should always, you should, you should pick stuff for your show that fuck for TV that's somewhere near the front end. The, Establish the, character. The producers never they don't trust the acts anymore, or maybe they never did. But they that I they, I'd be like, hey, I've had my own show. I consulted on someone else's TV show, and I've done eight national TV spots and a bunch of Canadian ones. I've literally done this a lot. Trust me, this is the trick. And they go, nah, we want this one. And I'm like, wow, you're killing me. So you're gonna do Canada's Got Talent. They asked me, and me I too. I got like four chase producers. I and like literally, she's. She, I did a. Call. I, I actually, you know what I said? I go. The camera hates me. I can't act, and I'm really tired. I don't know if I want to do the show. And they're like, "But this could be a great opportunity to relaunch your career." I'm like, "Don't you fucking no? I don't want to do it." They, I, I literally, I said, "I'll take a call. Well, let's have a call." So I talked to one of the people, and then um, I was like, "Listen, this is what's gonna happen. Like, I'm gonna pitch you the best trick that so far no one's let me do." And I know, I know exactly it, what I know it'll kill. And uh, and then you're going to say no. But I promise you, if you say yes, it'll be a great clip for everybody. We're all going to win. And if you say no, I'm not going to do the show. And I pitched it to her, and she's like, no, no, I, I love, like, yeah, for sure. And and she's like, I didn't even expect you to be interested at all. Like, you're kind of. with your shirt that you were telling me about? No, I said, well, no, this isn't. That was, like, the second thing I was pitching. But I'm going to, yeah. Oh, man, that's so fun. This is the other but one that I've been in a long time. It took six years to put that together. I have so much respect for that. I'm like, I, I, I drove know. home after we were at the bar. Yeah. And I thought about that. I'm like, what would that bit last? Uh, 60 seconds? You know, the, the it's, tone of it's, it's, it? Yeah, it's like it's it's two and a half minutes. Okay. But I'm thinking six minutes. Like, Fuck, that's just. But that's believing in something you think is funny. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you work. Oh, I've been killing it lately. That's what I'm making over there right now. 
That's what's under that, that giant. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Under uh, the, the that white thing. Butt plug. <laughs> <laughs> no, next to the butt plug. That? Next to the butt. Yeah. So I, I don't know. And then she's like, I, as soon as I pitched it, she's like all excited, singing all my praises and everything. And as soon as I pitched, she's like, Well, I, I don't think that's really gonna play well enough. I'm like, See, this is what everybody says. Oh, for God's sake! And, and I also get it because I'm, I'm obviously older, and you know, maybe I got some gray hairs showing when I don't diet or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, Well, you know, one actually said they use the word elder. You know, sometimes it'd be good to have like uh, some of the elder magicians. I'm like, the fuck I'm doing your show, <laughs> elder. Like, how badly are you gonna throw me under the bus on camera? Yeah, I, that, you, that, I, I worked out a really cool thing with the Vanishing Birdcage for AGT. Yeah, and I pitched it, and I sh- and then I'm so glad I didn't do it. Yeah, some you people did it, right? AGT. Yeah, I, I did two rounds. They only ended up airing one of them. Uh, yeah, it was weird. but you can't get hired without the TV credits. I find now more and more. Yeah. I, I'm losing gigs because they're like, "Yeah, you got fool us," but that's uh, like six years old. You got anything new? And I'm like, I, I really, I really think you should go do CGT if you can. You might as well, like, just do it. Got this birdcage. Who gives a shit? And like, no one even knows this Canada's Got Talent. No one's gonna watch it. But the clip, the clip you can take from it and post yourself. People will, will watch that. Or you throw in your promo. They gonna see you're eternally hopeful about me and well, YouTube. I'm so no, happy. just for the fucking show real. They're gonna get Howie. They're gonna pay all the money they need for Howie. So when people see Howie, they don't know if they're watching AGT or CGT. You know who so, told me that? Eric Bus. There you go. Did, did I tell you the Eric Bus story? No. I gotta tell you. Who's Eric Bus? Eric Bus is a comedy. You know him. He's the guy with the. I face. know him, but they oh, don't know him. We're talking Eric, to people. I'm sorry. <laughs> My biggest problem on any kind of interviews, I feel like I'm just talking to one guy. Mm-hmm. So Eric Buss is this comedy magician in L.A. He's great. Well, think about your sex life. Like, imagine there's lots of guys around you. Excuse me. Um, that's good. That's not bad. Uh, and, and my phone just vibrated. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. So Eric Buss does, you know, Spring Snake Symphony. He's got a, a bicycle made of bubble pop. Yeah. So he went to do... Um, yeah, look up his bicycle. It's fucking amazing. Amazing. All of Eric, I love Eric. He's original. He's not afraid to drag a lot of shit out on stage. He doesn't care yeah. about the size of the props. Like, you know, magicians like, well, if it doesn't fit in a doctor's bag, I won't do it. Eric's like, fuck you. If it doesn't yeah. fit in a trailer, I got no interest. Did he? Was he the guy that did the rising card on the arm with the sharpie? No, who's I don't that? Think so. Who's that? Some hack. Okay, all right. Some, some fucking hack. All right. Some hack. I don't know. At any rate, uh, so he gets uh, the. We both get Eric gets and I get the um, the Apollo show with Steve Harvey dope right and i'm like oh so i go to kenny robinson who hosts the all black comedy show here in toronto yeah since i was a kid i'm like look white guy in harlem doing magic yeah how the fuck is this gonna uh, go? that audience will let you know well fucking yeah <laughs> like in detroit you know when they shake their keys at you yeah yeah i thought that's gonna be like that and he's like ah yeah, you know i don't i don't know if that's right for you <laughs> so i decided not to do it because i thought i'm gonna die anyways eric oh you fucking pussy oh i pussied out 100 percent true oh but I just didn't want to. I didn't want. And Harlem is not the Harlem of before. But I didn't want to die. I feel thing. like you don't take the advice you give people. A hundred percent correct. Because you would tell anyone I, I to do like, it. Don't do heroin. But <laughs> <laughs> here's me cooking. One more cook, Jesse. So uh, so Eric goes out and he does it. And I'm so, I have so much respect for Eric because he goes out and he does. It's like a um, it's like a wrapping thing with this uh, this table. And it's got he's got a looper, right? So he's he's beatboxing and it loops and magic and shit. Crazy. Fucking cool. But he produces the first thing and they go, Oh my god. The camera cuts to people, they're like he's I go, Oh my god, he's gonna fucking kill in Harlem. And then the next thing they do like Oh what? Right? It cuts to the audience and they're like 
right? And they're doing this, and then they start booing him. They start booing Eric, and then he produces a candle, and then they boo him. And he's like, wait, wait, it gets better. (laughs) (laughs) So it starts dying so fucking bad. The Sandman dances out with the cane, puts the cane around him, and dances him off, pulls him off stage. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck, your career is over, Eric. But exactly what you just said. Nobody watched the show. No, fucking no. So you know what his, but you know what his reel has? Him shaking Steve Harvey's hand. Yeah. Him with that audience shot at the very beginning. Yeah. And him on the show, and I go, Fuck, yeah. I should have done the show. That's all you need. I should have done the show. And Eric, and then you know, Eric got like Letterman or something. I thought it was wild. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, buddy, I I, I love uh, I love how you can really make uh, you can make any even a shitty TV bit like you I've can make it good. It's really, yeah, you really, but it's it's. Well, I was, you I, can edit it now I, that you can edit. I was just making a new show reel the other day, and I was like, I was like, God damn, this guy looks like he's pretty good. You know, and I literally was thinking that I'm like, this is crazy. This is crazy. And some of those clips are meaty and big and and really substantial. If you went and watched them, you'd see awesomeness, and you'd be like, Wow, this is fucking sick. But other of those clips, um, I showed all of it, like the little clip in the thing. That's about all they really aired. You know, so some of it. But like it all looks like a but big it looks thing. Like you're just on a, a million. Yeah, that's kind of what you want. You want it to look like you're on a million. TV exactly. Shows, like you're happening all the time. But some of it's just like literally. No, they only showed about fucking eleven seconds of my shit. That's it. But that's what I learned from Eric Buss's man. That's you, the move, you, man. It was so smart. And then my friend John Wing did AGT. Same thing with his reel. He got to I don't know the yeah. finals. Something yeah. Yeah. Just clip, clip. It was very smart. And one thing I've also noticed about being a super generic white guy is people misremember all the time. So people oh, be like, yeah. people be like, oh my god, when you're on America's Got Talent, I fucking voted for you, Thank uh, you. Thank and you I'm like, ah, oh, thanks. I'm always like, dope. I know they're thinking of Matt Franco, or whatever, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. In my case, they're never thinking. No, they're not. Yeah, <laughs> of yeah. Anybody, actually. They're thinking maybe like Denzel or Eddie Murphy or something. So you were great at training day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learn that Spanish. <laughs> yeah. But I also learned something. Oh, oh, don't. Oh, oh no. I right. have another one. Fuck yes, sir. Uh, I learned something interesting from my older comic because I started young, so like a lot of the comics had were established when I started. The headliners, yeah. they had been on Tonight Show a bunch of times, and I'm always like, "Holy fuck, why is your Tonight Show not on your reel?" Like, <laughs> Kathy Lavin's had 16 That's Tonight crazy. Shows with Carson. I'm like, and they all say the same thing. They're like, "It dates you. It makes you seem old." Mm. And then I, 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 I was trying to produce a show with Wing and. I'm gonna be else. like that with Ellen because she's done now. So my yeah. Ellen clip I got it in her last season, it and it will date, date me you. very soon, yeah. And so I, I pitched, I'm pitching Wing, and then the buyer for this thing was like, um, okay, so tell me about it. The, the idea was it was everybody, acts that had been on The Tonight Show, it was appealing to an older crowd. So acts that had been on The Tonight Show, they would do their act that they did on The Tonight Show, and then they'd answer Q&A about Johnny going out on stage. Because old people, you know, they really, yeah. I mean, I loved it too. Sure, yeah. The point is, the woman who was, booking the thing she's like so who's johnny carson and like what what's that all about amazing and i went wow fuck it does it does date you so of all media so you got to be on the hustle all the time yeah i mean like what stop. you're a run one man fucking machine oh no i'm yeah i'm never gonna stop you can't stop won't stop but like i'm not i'm not having kids that derails you eight years ago you made the biggest mistake of your life i hope your son watches this one day i love my son <laughs> no you just told me when the camera's off you said oh what the fuck i'm gonna sell him to gypsies yeah so you <laughs> said, said yeah that, you said I, that yeah but man when you have a kid your life is not your own anymore no for sure and i haven't slept for eight fucking years <laughs> Get up at four o'clock in the morning yeah like you can't even watch porn yeah no it's ridiculous you gotta go to the car <laughs> dude <laughs> fucking wait a few more years watch it with your son 
It's a bonding experience. And then and then I really fucking lose my career. That's well done. Yeah, okay, That's yeah. Well no, we'll, we'll clip don't this. Take it, don't, we'll clip this out. Don't buy his book, Abracadumbass. <laughs> now seems appropriate <laughs> to me. I love that color. The Thanks, your man. book looks so much better yeah, than mine. It looks pretty good, I think. I think every, every, I, I, I kept paying else people. Does. I kept paying people a lot of money. I kept being like, "Did you throw a lot of money into it?" Well, I was like, "I, I just wrote mine." That's just it. Like you wrote yours, and I was just like, "I need help writing it." I got a co-author. I'm like, "I need help doing the fucking whoa, whoa, design." You, have, <clears throat> you have a co-author on that? Yeah, my buddy Travis. So we wrote together. Because I was so fucking impressed. I'm like, holy shit. Because I just know what it's like to write a book. I yeah. go, oh my God. He did it. Well, it took me three years. You did yours way quicker. I Over the three years. Weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no. I, I probably wrote of of this version of the of the paperback that's like, you know, meant for everybody. That one I probably wrote about, I guess, probably maybe like close to half. But the other half I just dictated over Zoom calls. And Travis transcribed. Like we had it. Oh, uh, really smart. We had it all like while we would talk. He would fish out these stories for me and, and all this stuff. And it would get transcribed um, by AI, and then he would take the the the, the transcription. And he would like make it into an actual book. That's so smart. It, but it's but it's a long process. It took three fucking years. Some of the advice. That's why my audio book is the best because as I'm reading through it, it, as I'm reading through it, I come across things that I have since updated in my brain. And you're like, oh, that so I go actually work as well as yeah. That. I go, ah, this isn't in the text. This isn't in the text. And I explain a little bit, and I'm like, all right, now back to the text. And I just keep jumping out of it. It's my favorite thing. The audiobook is so good. Like I can't wait to hear it's it. It's really cool. I'll send it to you right after this because it's fucking really I should have brought fun. a copy of my book for you, but I will send I you love one. it. Please do. I, I can't believe I did See, this is what happens when you got a kid. You're, you're exhausted all the time. I understand. I left the house not thinking about anything other than uh, my cigarettes and my uh, freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Every day, I'm, I'm, like, uh, I'm like in Shawshank. You know, just, yeah. I got a picture of Rita Hayworth on the front door. Yeah. <laughs> just shaking the fucking dirt out in the backyard. Oh my god! We named him Ferris, but we should have named him Andy Dufresne. Yeah. <laughs> what else did we got? Well, I, was, I, was, I wanted to get to. We did road story. You told us a good one, and that kind of tied in with famous people. I was starting to think because I know you've worked with some fucking. You opened for some pretty cool people. I was wondering if you have any good famous people story, other ones you've met or ones you've worked with, or famous people are interesting to me. Are they? They are very. They're just normal people. I opened for Drew Carey once by accident. By how does that happen? His opener got sick, same as Seinfeld. Both of them I got. I was. I swear to you, they don't have any fucking interest in me. Definitely not. But it was just. I'm no sorry, why does, did I say that? Oh no God, one. Do, you can, can edit that out. That came out quickly. Was, uh, yeah, I was just in town. Knew the booker, like I knew the agent. Yeah. The guy used to book the evening at the Improv. Was in Cleveland. I'm in Cleveland. He was, or, and he's like. Uh, you know, Drew's guy is sick. Can you like? I happen to be in town, and he's like, "Can you?" I'm like, "Yes, yes, I can." But they don't want a variety act. Yeah. But he, Drew Carey, struck me as super laid back, like oh. normal human being. Just you know, can't go out for beers because I'll get. I'm in fucking Cleveland. Yeah. Mobbed, right. But yeah, surpri- and then Seinfeld, the complete opposite, almost inhuman. Mm. But you hear that a lot from people. Yeah. Especially variety, you know the uh, Seinfeld likes going up to variety acts and being like, "Nothing wrong with magic as long as you don't do magic." <laughs> you know? Yeah, for uh, sure. But I find most of the yeah, celebrities funny. Celebrities are always pretty nice. Norm was. Mm. I, mean, I, thought about him as a I guess that's like what's I, the biggest celebrity you ever. Well, that's what I was trying to say. Like that's why I guess I'm interested in it because, um, I I I, I never got to open for anybody. I never opened for anybody. I never opened. I'm not an opening. Like my, the style of my act is not an opening. No, act. I know, but like I but just, I just fell into it. I, I I know, and I never got the opportunity. I didn't ever go through the club thing. I didn't even know any magicians. I, I was got just, Louis Henderson in a college. Yeah, just because I knew the agent. I I ended up opening for Louis because I cold called him once. No. Yeah. That's how you got it. Yeah. Great, eh? Uh, he's was, so nice. Was good. I I fucking cold called him. 
And he's like, yeah, come on. What do I do whatever you want? Come down. So I went down to the plaza in Vegas in Fremont. And he was like, I'm like, how much do you want me to do? He's like, well, how, whatever you do, 20, do 25. I don't care. Whatever you want. And I'm like, what? I spent like 10 minutes. I did like 25 minutes in front of him. Bring him on. And then he stabbed me for three hours after the show. Gave me terrible advice. It was amazing. Best time of terrible my life. Terrible advice? Oh, I, was, oh, I love it. Like, it, was, it, was, it was beautiful and, and heartfelt advice. But it was like he, wa- he was trying to make me into more of a magician than I want to be. Right, he's he's like, trying to kill competition. When, <laughs> he's like, you need to get like a microphone with like a little dove on it or something. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that, man. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. I've, he's a beauty, though. Magicians always go. To, I have this conversation all the time. With people. Magicians always go to comics. Like, yeah. Please help me write jokes. And the reality is comics can't write jokes for variety. They don't know how. Yes. You need to go True to story. another variety act who understands how to write for. Or there's a couple of. John Wing. If, you, if anybody ever needs jokes for a variety, John Wing is a guy because he's obsessed so, with uh, vaudeville. So do you know, I don't know if you know who Tony Hinchcliffe is. He's a comedian. Uh, yeah. He's in Austin now. He has a huge podcast called Kill Tony. He's a fucking great comedian. I love Austin. And uh, I love Austin. I'm down in Austin every two months now because... I noticed on your Facebook. I'm like, fuck, he seems like he's in Texas oh, a lot. Buddy, it, I, uh, with Rogan and Segura and Tony Hinchcliffe and that whole scene is down there. Nope, but I, I, that's where I've been going every time to watch. Because like, I'm really good friends with Tony Hinchcliffe's producers. And, and I've been, Tony and I are quite friendly now. Uh, and I went to his like 10-year podcast thing the other day. And it was like, it's just amazing to see how he's grown it. Yeah. And, and, but he wrote on Justin Willman's uh, series, uh, his, his sleight of mouth comedy special. Mm-hmm. And he wrote well for a, a magician. So that was like it's one of the rare, rare it was, yeah, exactly. Rare. And I, I was like, because we no, agree, we agree that we, comics can't write for variety. Exactly. But I just ran into the experience the other day where he was like, no, no, I wrote on that. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, that's one exception because <laughs> yeah, there's not normally, very many of them. Normally, they don't get it, or they, you know, it's oh, you should put a dove, or you should do. There's this, uh, although there's this variety actor who was the king of yucks, yuck yucks when I was a kid. Yeah, he was the king, variety guy, juggler, did a whole bunch of ventriloquist, did everything. Shit. And uh, I remember showing him this one thing. I'm like, come to watch me do the spot. I do the spot. He's like, yeah, that's good enough to play at yucks. Oof. And now. I go, that's the most fucking insulting thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, it's better than Yucks. It's better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so sometimes variety doesn't know Interesting. Either. Yeah, just how it goes. But you can't do it in a vacuum. you got to find a writing, somebody to help. Ooh, man, that's so interesting because, like... I'm working on something with uh, Steve up the road there. You know? Yeah. And um, I thought it was really good. And he's like, yeah, you missed... I, I did this little throwaway thing. He's like, you missed the whole thing with that, like... And I didn't see it. All right, I got, I got, I got to adapt this idea. I've literally, other than the guy who co-authored my book, Travis, he's helped me write a bunch of shit. But since I moved from Vancouver, where he lives, we don't really collab in the same way that we used to. So the last like five, six years, I have not. You're in a vacuum. I, yeah, and and it's you actually more original. Stuff. I guess I I run shit by Chris. Isn't, isn't but, the juice like when you're hanging out after the show, you're having drinks with the comics, and like you're riffing stuff? That's where stuff a lot comes for me. I yeah, know, I'll sometimes write stuff and you know email it to them. People are too nice to me sometimes. I think that's good. I don't know why, but like some of the people I work with, like other comedians, will see me. I don't know. That's like eh, you're laid back. They, you have but, no douchebaggery about. No, you. but like, like they're too nice to me in the way that they won't they won't tell me what's wrong in my act. Even like really comedians I respect, they like I expect them to be like, yeah, that story doesn't play like you think it plays. I expect that kind of thing, and they're always just super nice. Maybe it is good, but I, I don't know, man. One time I went on stage ridiculously high, like fucking horribly high. It was unwise to walk on stage high, and I thought I fucking killed. Uh-oh. I was sure. And then 
the Booker's like um. Try and get the mic a little closer. Sorry, the book, the Booker's like you're going to. Uh, so now I'm talking like I'm on stage. I'm like Chappelle. You know? <laughs> I slap. Why didn't they pay me? <laughs> um, so I'm super fucking high, and then she's like, "No, no, uh, we got it on video from the less. So you will come into the office and you will watch your spot." And within five minutes, I realize, not only am I dying, but ev- as I'm dying, I think I'm killing. I'm like, like I think internally, I'm fucking hilarious. Oh no. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I I won't do no more drugs, no more drinking before the show. And she's like, no, they paid to see the whole show, so you will. How long is it? Forty five minutes. Holy shit, that's amazing. Like, oh my Great. god, that's like the equivalent of like caught you smoking, smoked the whole pack. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's that, Norm McDonald? You know, uh, Norm McDonald's like I used to uh, I used to smoke there, you know, until my dad caught me smoking, smoking a cigarette. So he took me out, he took me out in the back in the garage there, and the. He gave me a cigar. He made me smoke the whole cigar right there. And that's when I started smoking cigars real heavy. (laughs) (laughs) He's so ridiculously quotable. Yeah, man. He writes it perfect for that. Did you see his last special where he's at the computer? Yeah, I loved it. Uh, heartbreaking. Oh, like thanking his mom. He's t- yeah. Some of it's for his mom. And it's- like but you- did you notice he's also like a metronome, man? Just the beats are all there. Everything's Totally. Amazing. Some people are like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Like, yeah. What are the, I like anything he Yeah, he me does. too. But also like that kind of thing, like when it's like sort of your your farewell, like I mean, do whatever you if want to do. If you knew you were dying, wouldn't you do something like that? I totally would, yeah. I'd also go out and I'd tell every agent that I fucking hated or that screwed me over, I'd find a way to just tell them all I'm from the stage. Yeah. I'm so petty. Yeah. I'm a horrible human being. That no, way. no, you're a good person, man. I like you a lot. I don't know why you say that. Maybe because I've... I would attack these people who attack. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. Maybe I've, Revenge. Ne- I've just never crossed you. That's what it is. No. Nobody's really. <laughs> I haven't really had that. Yeah. I've never had anybody really fuck me over act wise. I've never had. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any like big um, ambitions? Like, no. <laughs> no, I mean like like have you ever had any like um, like I don't know moments you, you that you look at and go like wow like if that had gone the other way maybe. Uh, like, is there anything that you're like, fuck, did you have a pilot at some point? Did you have a, something in, in a production one time where you're like, oh, fuck, if that only picked that up, then it would have been. Oh, and that's every TV spot I've ever done. Right. I'm like, oh, that should have been better. And I, But I, I have pitched stuff. I think I told you once I, I pitched something to uh, the big TV network here in Canada. Yeah. And then I was basically pitching Paul Daniels Magic Hour with yeah. me as the hostess, Paul Daniels, but a variety. It'd be fucking true, great, man. Fucking true variety show. Where it's like, I'm not asking the audience to judge the act. I'm saying, I've been around a long time. I know these acts are good. You're going to love them. And here's my friend, Wes Barker. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it looked like I was going to host that. And then they ended up going with this guy who has 20 million views on YouTube. And they're like, a runaway hit in Canada is 1 million views. Right. Or, so Subscribers. There's... Well, I guess in terms of like broadcast. Oh, right? like I, a, a oh million, I see. I see. I see. Viewers. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, if we could get 120th. Of his viewership yeah, uh, moved over, then then it's worth having him. I'm like, but he can't MC. I love him. He's a great actor. Yeah. He doesn't know how to MC. He doesn't know this is a unique job. Nope. And then the whole thing shit the bed. And it always pissed me off because I thought I always yeah. really wanted to be Paul Daniels, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's what I wanted to be. I mean, that seems like something you should just keep repitching, though. It's a fucking good idea. And you already done all the legwork for it. Steve Valentine's pitching it now, so he's going to. Steal my fucking thunder! He's gonna. He's, he's got all the TV, man. He's gonna get it. Yeah, he's Good got. He's dude, pretty better magician. Pretty well credentialed guy. 
You should have him on this thing. Yeah, what? He's got stories. I would love to. I I'm ashamed. I brought him down. I'm actually nervous to hang out with him again because last what? time. He's no, no, I know. But the last time we were supposed to hang out, I uh, I I the first time we were supposed to meet for, for lunch the other day. The first time we were going to hang out, just him and me, and I fucking just forgot. So he like texted me. Oh, so no. I just like no showed him. Then the next time we're going to meet, um, he names a, a place. I'm like, all right, I'll see you there. And there's 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 two locations, and I went to the wrong one. But then you went to the other one. Oh, right? then I went to the other one super fucking late. And he was like, and then, yeah, so, no, he'll, he'll, like I'm sure he'll be okay. But I'm just like, I feel like an asshole. I'm like, I got to make sure I have nothing going on the day before or the day after. I can just like wait at a, at a location and like send it to him. Steve and be like, is hey, like come a through. very English, very prompt. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, yeah. Uh, I mean, normally am I, so am I too. He'll never believe it though. I feel bad. Yeah, I, don't know, I, I could see that. Ah, fuck that. <laughs> Point is, so yeah, so I regretted, I've also regretted pitching some things that came to fruition. So oh. like, like uh, I went after Club Fifty Four, that show in the yeah. '90s, and I got like a bunch of them. I got like four, and now I wish I never did them. Why? Because they they follow you. Like one of the spots was a terrible spot, and it follows you like a bad penny. And now they're starting to re-air them again from the '90s, and people are coming up to me like, "Hey, so you on whatever bullshit you CHTV?" I'm like, "What?" Like I I, I actually said a lot. I'm like, I think I was like 27. I was dating Catherine. How's this? What? And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we saw you," and then. The spots were only seven minutes for TV. That's great. But they shot 45. Holy shit. No, so I'm sorry. They shot 30. But they would cut it up, and then, unbeknownst to us, they would take the remainder of that footage, and then they'd send it to other markets overseas. So they just made a ton of money off of us, man. And I. That's fucked. But at the same time, it was like AGT now. If you didn't have Club 54, agents would be like, well, how can exactly. you have Club 54? It's a, crowd, you know, it's, a, it's a national show. You. That's what you're supposed to do. So you have to do it. So then I got like four of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think TV spots now just matter less and less because back then, Is that, right, so? that would have been the thing. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they matter in the, it, like, sorry, they matter, but they're risk free. Like, they matter as far as being credentialed enough for corporates to want you or whoever. You know, they're like, ooh, this all looks, sounds, looks good. Yeah. But they don't matter if you bomb or kill it. It's not going to change your career. It's, it's, it's <laughs> it won't matter. He always goes, you know, do you know Ward Anderson? He's a super nice guy. No. He's out of stand up now. But he has this great line. He's like, uh, doesn't matter what it is, TV or, or live show. Nobody ever said, you know, um, my career really took off after I killed it that one nighter in Michigan. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It's kind of true. It's and true. He, and he had a special. He had, sorry, he had two stand-up specials, and they went nowhere. Uh, Do you mind if I, this is the same? Anything. Yeah, whatever, man. They're all, they're all for us. Whatever you want. Um, I didn't want to leave you with something for later tonight. No, no, no. I'm so good. I'm going to drink whiskey. The fjords by I'm going to drink all that whiskey later. Oh. Uh, That's where the, is that where your creative energy comes from? Yeah, it's why writers drink. I actually, I'm 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 boost fueled for sure. I I think all of my best ideas don't come from drinking alone. That's just something I do for fun. But I'm um, getting drunk with my friends and telling outlandish stories. All of hundred percent the funniest. And I go, oh shit, hang on a second, I gotta write this down. Whether it's just an image of a stupid thing or like I, uh, but always ripping with my buddies, my closest friends, just telling stories. I'm like, oh, I should tell that on stage. Question, yeah. So I have a Foolus question, because I have a theory about Foolus, mm -hmm. which I put in my book, The Fog Machine of Four, <laughs> available on Amazon. Um, I believe that it's the hardest TV show for variety acts to work on, or comics, or anybody, because they isolate you from the other acts. Every other TV show I've done, what's the juice? It's hanging out yeah. in the green room, hanging out, and then, and then you kind of get like revved up, you're sort of riffing. Then when you get out on stage, you're already at your stride. There... You know, you go in, you do makeup. Maybe you're in that little, like, that area downstairs where the snacks are. Yeah. And then they fucking, they isolate you in that POW camp room. 
and then you're there for, and then you get out you can't see anybody and i think it's designed <laughs> to fuck you up you've and <laughs> penn and teller are smart they know it you've never heard my fullest story that i cannot wait for you to read my book no i got hammered before the spot and i was on a couch sleeping trying to sleep off this drunkenness and i told him they had to put me last there's no way i can possibly go on and i missed this whole thing you're talking about i missed it i was in a, on a couch sleeping i said come wake me up i have to go on i was fucking out of my mind that's amazing so, <laughs> do, do not do, recommend and i was fine like honestly i i i, I caught it just in time but it was you know bad funny? Joke. i was I just nervous i, I was recommend nervous. not last so it's funny you went last you killed you had a killer spot and no one had fooled me out of my of mine at all so like when i went last so i had to give it to you pretty much <laughs> honorary fool maybe uh i always go try and get on first because you know everyone's striking and there's all that downtime first is so nice yeah i was supposed to be on last i was on with uh some i don't fucking know his name and the evisons me anyway i was supposed to be on last and then I realized if I go on last, there's all the striking and it'll be fucking awful. And there's a warm up comic, but I hear he's shit. Yeah. So I, I called the producer and I'm like, look, um, I have blood sugar problems mm. and I need to eat. I know there's not, but I don't want to eat before. So can you just put me on early in the show? Can I get one or two? And I got position two. So Great. I Oof, that's, that's perfect. Yeah, it helped the spot. Fuck. No, not at all. It didn't help the spot. It was shit. I, I, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I liked it. I don't. Did you really drink that much? You passed it. Is that true? That's a true. Story? I didn't. I didn't pass out. Like I was drinking my brother by the pool, and we were drinking mojitos because I was just like excited and nervous. I couldn't tell you what percentage Only way of which. Kill your nerves. And then uh, him and I were drinking by the pool all day. We were on until like later, and he's like, "Hey man, I think it's like a couple hours, so like you got to be there." And I'm like, "Yeah." And he's like, "He's like, to be honest, he's like, I'm I'm six inches taller than you, and I'm pretty fucking drunk right now." <laughs> And I'm like, that's a good point. So I stood up because you know how you went. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah. I went to the, I went upstairs, crashed for like 90 minutes. Get up, I'm like, oh fuck, that made it worse. And then I go to the thing, and then I'm like, hey, can you put me on last? Like mine's super messy because I, I have all these pages everywhere. Oh right, you ripped the telephone. Book. Yeah, and I throw the page, thousand phone book pages everywhere. And they're like, yeah, yeah, for sure. We kind of planned on that anyways. I'm like, great. I'm like, uh, can someone wake me up? I might be just taking a quick nap. And I don't know what they realized or knew, but I went and fucking KO'd. And that extra 90 minutes or whatever, two hours I got in there, fucking game changer. I woke up fucking stone sober, feeling great, walked right on stage. Oh, I don't know if I could have done that. It's amazing, man. That's, ah, fuck, that's great. I wish. Yeah. Maybe I should have restructured my act that way. <laughs> Do you know the famous story? I don't know who the guy's name is. There's a famous story of a guy who goes out on The Tonight Show. Obviously, in those days, the biggest deal ever. Yeah. He thinks he dies, and he kills himself. He fucking kills himself because he's like, my career is over this. Right. But then when you watch the tape, he murders. He destroys. He had no sense of self-awareness. I wonder. And I wonder how many people also have that experience on Fool Us. I I would love to talk to Teller. I don't know. I'd love to talk to Teller about what he thinks for real. I got got a couple big laughs at a Teller, and I was so proud of myself. Like I was like, wow, I got him to laugh because he's a known non-laugher. Yeah. Oops. Did I just hit a button and fuck up your mic? I don't know. The plus button. Sure. That looks fine. Yeah, we're good. All right, are we good? I don't know. If there's technology, I'll destroy it. That's fine. I still type my thank you notes on a typewriter. I, I, you lost I, me a thank you notes. You don't do thank you notes? For what? Everything. Thank you text. Somebody has you. No, somebody has you. On, it, people remember that shit. Uh, maybe. Postcards, blank postcards. I uh, handwrite th- Maybe a thank you dick pic. That's it. Max. I. You know what's bizarre? I have a dick pic story. Okay, hit it's me. It's not... It's not on the list. <laughs> We're going to get to aliens soon enough, but uh, let's, this will probably lead off into good alien stuff. So I'm supposed to send your a dick, dick pic. looks like an alien. I, I'm supposed to send a dick pic to my uh, friend, Shannon, right? And uh, I do, because she asked for it. 
Shit. So I've known her forever, and then like when she's in bad times or really super fucking depressed, or I'm really super fucking depressed. Yeah. We will. We used to date. We've dated many times. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not new. So uh, so the the thing is, we send each other and like maybe uh, I send her a dick pic, but I put like a fucking top hat on it or something. Like, <laughs> anything to make okay. Her, right. That's fine. The same with her tits, you know, whatever. Yeah. So um, I send it. And then I look at the phone. I sent it to Shannon, a, a comic with a different last ah! name. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, my God, Shannon. I, this is a comic that I've known since ah. I started at Yucks. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Ah. Fuck, I can't take the dick pic. Ah. And she's like, it was a long time coming, man. What a great response. only took you 20 years. Oh, uh, that's yeah. fucking wild, man. I've received so many dick pics yeah. from people who... We're sending it to a woman whose name started with M. Right, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've not received any. I just got one today. Did, what? I also got a... <laughs> yeah. I'll show you later. Thank you. I'll show you the video I got, too. Holy, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fucking pint glass in it. <laughs> Jesus. I had a guy show me his dick the other day. Actually, in real real life. Really? Oh, this is fucking... I can't been waiting this long to tell you guys this. I guess I was going to tell Chris, but I'll just fucking tell you guys. Was it an uh, alien? <laughs> I'm yeah, to we're gonna get or we're gonna, we're gonna to get the aliens real quick, um, because yeah, we're already like yeah, we're, fuck, we're good. Okay, so I'm sorry. No, no, this is great. I love this. Is my one of my favorite conversations. Finally, not talking to Chris is always my favorite thing. Uh, Chris is a new best friend now. He's fucking best friends with Tom Holland I, now, so he doesn't I, hang out with me. Really? Oh, but fuck, I love Tom. Tom goes on a fucking Tom Holland goes on a fucking I would interview like to meet him the other day. So much because he's so cool, man. Tom Holland, Spider Man goes on an interview the other day and says that he he falls asleep to Chris Ramsey videos. Shut up. Yeah, I got the clip, man. It's fucking insane. So I was like, okay, well, he's that, never gonna friend well, me. Well, they're anything. best no. friends now. Fuck this, yeah, and, he, and then no and then the next message I get from Chris is like, yeah, I can't make the podcast this week. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay, you and Spider Man have fun, a little love affair. So, anyways, I'm I'm uh, I'm doing a show. Enjoy your jizz web. I'm doing a show. I uh, comedy club. Uh, this is a week ago, and I go kill it. Great time. I saw the post. We go to the. Uh, we go out with some of the people. It's like six of us uh, from the show. A couple like all the comics that watch my show. Like, let's go for drink. Sorry, let's go for drinks. We go for drinks, and then everyone's getting fucked up, and then I start doing card tricks, like you do. And it's like a place that I don't know. I like. I don't mind this place, but like, there's a DJ. And it's really loud. I don't give a fuck. So these girls are there. They're like, "Can we see some card tricks?" I'm like, "Sure." Start doing card tricks for these chicks. They're having a great time. Then all of a sudden, the DJ he takes like three steps over, and he goes, "I got a nine-inch dick," and I'm like, "Good for you, man." And I'm like, "The fuck?" And then and then I'm like, and then he's like, "And I know how all your magic tricks work, anyways." I'm like, "Hey, you got a big dick and a big brain. No big deal. That's good for you, right?" Like that. Good. And and then and then everyone kind of laughs and he's like, just ask her, because I really do got a nine inch dick. I'm like what? what? Yeah, oh yeah. And I'm, this is the only thing he's saying to me. Fucking peak douchebaggery. So I'm like, it. I'm like, why, why would I ask her? He's like, because that's my girl. And now I get it. He doesn't like the interaction uh, her and I are having, because yeah, we're having a great fucking time. Because I'm fun to be around, and he's no. Anyways, so then he, and then he, I'm like, oh okay. And then he's like, yeah, check this out. And he pulls his fucking dick out. And it is a fucking behemoth. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, like no one, yeah, that, uh, there you go. And then he fucking goes back to DJing. That's the entire conversation. I turned to her. I'm like, is it like Long Dong Silver, where it's so fucking big you can't get it up, and it's just didn't ask, did, but I, I, sort of, I got, I, I got a little bit more information coming because I like, what the fuck is that? She's like, yeah, he does that. Like, he's really proud of his dick. And I'm like, okay, cool. And she's like, he's like, but it's not even a skill he developed. But, right? the, <laughs> but that's it. She goes, she goes. I think he thinks it makes him fuck good. 
<laughs> and I was uh, like, ah. No, that's, she doesn't uh, know. Uh, well, no, like, that's what I mean. She, she's like, he thinks that, you know? And she's like, eh. uh, yeah. so it was a very interesting. Sometimes it can be painful when it's that big. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I would imagine. But it was just very bizarre. And the weird How'd part for me. I feel about seeing it. I mean, I've seen lots of guy dick. I've seen a lot of dick. I didn't mind involved. It was like, cool, good for you. It was, it was, it was a bit alarming because he's like my height, my size. Like, he looked like it's, very it's, similar. It's shocking, though. Yeah, I was like, that's a big fucking dick. But. Also, I was like looking around, I'm like, there's no one else seeing this. That's what I couldn't understand. I'm like, we're a busy ass bar. The DJ and nobody saw his dick. Well, like, like no one, no, the lighting is. no one <laughs> cared. Is what I'm thinking. I'm like, uh, no one. What is happening that uh, no one cared? This man, he, what is club. happening? You're at a swingers club. Something. <laughs> no, it was just a regular, regular night in Hamilton, man. Oh, and the hammer. That explains mm-hmm. everything. I have the oldest joke in my act about Hamilton. But fuck, I love it. You know. Um, I was go, oh, you're from Hamilton, or I mentioned Hamilton. I, I weave it in some way that I bring Hamilton up, and I go, ah, Steel City, it stinks, you know, it's uh, Stelco Steel. If you, uh, I go, if you don't know Hamilton, it's the only city in Canada where if you fart in the car, you roll the windows up. Well, you could just put... It tumbles out of my mouth every time because I fucking love it. Can't, can't, can't you just apply that to a lot of cities? Oh, I, I live in Brampton, and I grew up in Brampton. I, I read Brampton. <laughs> I, it's, a utility, it's a utility joke. Um, there was a comic here, Wayne Fleming, speaking of big dicks. He had a fucking huge cock, and he would always like at, at I always say he'd love to show it to everybody because it was so fucking big. Yeah. And so younger comics would be like, yeah, it was a thing to work with Fleming because he was best friends with Jim Carrey, and he was a killer headliner. Sure. And so young comics would be like, I work with Fleming. And I'm like, oh, yeah, did you see his dick? And they're like, no. And I go, you didn't see Fleming. <laughs> He'd sit at a restaurant and be like, the waitress would come up. And he'd go, you want, you want to see an impression of an elephant? And he'd fucking boom, put oh, it on the table. so funny. Yeah, but yeah, also, yeah, you can't do that anymore. But that was really funny. No, he ended up actually uh, he, near the beginning of when things started to change for the better. He, uh, like sexual assault. Some, yeah. Some waitress was like, you can't fucking do this. But yeah. he was of an era where he just thought it was... Fine to whip out your dick and yeah. the fucking table at the Denny's restaurant. You know what I mean? I often wonder, like, like um, when uh, it's a it's a deeper conversation than you probably want to have right now. But like, because I want to talk about aliens so bad. But like, I often wonder when people say like, uh, I'm like, oh, he's a product of his time. I have some friends who go like, there's no, there's not an excuse. I'm like, I think it might be to a degree. Oh no, I 100%. like because like you kind of are. A pro- we're all products of our time. Like we don't have even you ever looked at your old joke books. Well, that's just it. I have I, a special one from 2016 I, like, that is not good. Fuck, this is the worst. Yeah, yeah. I got right. a, I got a joke that I'm like, mm, we're doing that joke. <laughs> I know, and it's out there somewhere. I'll tell you this. I, I don't know if I've ever publicly told this story, so it'll be the first time. Uh, as a younger man, kid, really, I'm only 19. New comedy club opens up. Glenn Ottaway is the headliner, who's the big comedy magician of yeah. of, of the time. Sure. And Russell Peters is on the show. So Russell and I are friends. We go out. Glenn Ottaway's headliner. I think Russell either emceed or we split the middle. The split middles were a thing. Yeah, totally. At any rate, I'm not doing well. <laughs> I like the story already. Just fucking eating it. And the guy from the magazine in town is there to review it. Okay. And he's watching me and I'm fire. And now I'm starting to panic because I'm dying, obviously. Yeah. But then I'm young and I'm like, oh my God. And I say to a woman, I can't believe I said this. I said, you should come up, man. You have big enough tits to help with the trick. And she fuck. She came up. She was great. I couldn't fucking believe it. And he wrote about it in the magazine. Oh my god. And it, it was fucking career. Agents dropped me for like it was like a year and a half of awfulness. But Glenn Ottaway got a killer review because he was a pro. 
so he got a fucking amazing review. So he he wanted to use the article, obviously, for his. Oh promo. my god! So he's so no no he fucking printed it off like you, back in the old days. You higher end photocopy color shit, but where it said my name, he just with a black magic marker he markered out my name. Nice. So that everywhere, and I always respected. Good him man. For that. I always respected him for that, and you know, because he knows like you're like it's not a thing you do regularly. It was just an off no, thing. So he's not trying to fucking ruin your life. That's you, cool. You forget at 18, 19 how shit you are, dude. I I have some cringe fucking moments. I won't oh. even. I'm gonna wait till I'm forty eight to air them as well. That's like yeah. That's yeah. Cool. It was a big deal. It was a big. Damn. I can't believe I said that out loud, but I can yeah. remember it very clearly to this day. I can see the bar. I can see the cl- I can see everything, <laughs> and I can see me saying it. But you're a product of your time. At the time, though, you see the things other comics were saying at the time. Of course, yeah. And so in comparison, that I seemed mild as fuck. It didn't seem too bad, and now I look back and I go, "What a horrible mm. piece of fucking shit!" It must be bad enough that the guy wrote, like, ignore, like the guy he wrote about it. He was just trashing me. Yeah, that's true. It was just Andrew Clark was like, he was an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, he was a piece of shit. You know, do you know who Tim Minchin is? Yeah. So he wrote a whole song called "Phil Doust," and it's a song about a, a journalist, like a, a reviewer that made a bad review about him and he does a whole song just roasting this guy it's fucking the pettiest most amazing song you can ever listen to so listen to uh, phil doust i will definitely pull that you, up dude there's so many petty how many petty you, moments do you have right yeah exactly you all do i got a, a first time i worked at the first time headlining ever you like you i'm sure you remember your first time headlining everybody remembers yeah that. oh yeah like the first time i call it the sucks. crime of the century I mean, because <laughs> they paid me it was 45 minutes for the 420 people and i fucking ate it the me entire too. time comedy nest uh, <laughs> you started late so uh ernie butler owned the comedy nest in montreal but he was also super famous for being the guy who would give you your first headlining spot he gave everybody uh, their first russell peters and you know what to russell's credit to russell peters credit when ernie died didn't have a lot of money and russell paid for his fucking funeral oh yeah instead of so, so anyway so Ernie lets That's me headline. Cool. I'm 20, 19. Fuck, okay, but so I go out. I do the the one nighter on the island, and then it's the club, which was on Rene Levesque. In it, it had like a, a, a condos. It was attached to condos. It was a nice club, and you'd enter from the back. It was one of those things where you didn't have to yeah, walk that's the crowd. super nice, perfect. So <clears throat> they're like, oh, there's some guest spots. And I'm like, okay, yeah. and they're like uh, Rick Overton, and I go. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, he, <laughs> it's a guest spot? Rick, doing a fucking guest spot? And they're like, yeah, this is, he was the Drake on Seinfeld. He had just come off of Seinfeld. Holy shit. And I'm like, okay. And he goes out <laughs> and fucking murders the place. Like, he blows the lid off the joint. God damn. And I'm like, I'm back there going, this can't be my first time. This can't be, this can't be my first time. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to follow this. This can't be my first time. I'm like, okay, there's a, there's a second one. There's a second fucking guest spot, so maybe. And I look at at the sheet behind backstage. I see my uh, Rick Overton, and then I see like, oh, Dave Acker. I can follow a magician. This will be fucking great. Have you never seen Dave Acker nope. before? Okay. <laughs> no, I had not. <laughs> he fucking kills. Oh, of course. Harder than Overton. Holy shit! I'm like, and here's the so of course I go out and I fucking eat it so hard and the worst of it is the guy from just for laughs who booked just for laughs was in the crowd to see who the young big swinging dick was who came into montreal to headline oh my god and i in the, I, about 20 minutes and i actually saw him get up and walk out 
Brutal, but I just remember thinking. Did they bury you on purpose? Do you think they put those guest spots in on purpose a little but bit? But that was in That's the day too, when you were a younger actor. Yeah, they kind of haze were, you a little bit like that, don't they? They, they wanted to beat you up, like they wanted to see you was tough enough to come back. Because mm-hmm. if you were too weak to yeah not come back, you you, would, you weren't worth it. Fuck. I, but I, I think Acker just wanted to. He wanted to lay some pipe. He wanted sure, to. Sure, man. I don't, to, I don't blame him. Fucking. So, I'll remember it always. He fucking killed. Oh, and great. he didn't do any magic. Oh wow! It was just stand up. Oh, wow. Acker's a killer stand yeah, up. He's, he's a killer magician, but he's a killer stand up too. Yeah, yeah, he's powerful. There's only a few guys that rolled like that, and then none for a long time. I've never uh, told Acker that story, by the way. Probably. Oh, buddy, he would have forgotten because that's 28 years ago. Holy shit! I like to know that those people existed because, like, that's how I like I will do guest spots and not do magic. Like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and. And I always find my, I always, I always, I always in my head go like, why am I the only one who does this? But I'm the only one who does it in the people I know and now. But I look at Jay Sankey, I look at David Acker, and I see other guys that have done it, can do it, did do it. And I go, oh, they, they are out there, but I just don't know anyone in my life who's a magician that's doing that. A lot and of magicians I, I say they can do stand up, but they can't. Too. But I'm that's like, just thing. do it. Do show me seven minutes. Get up, go for it. And it's, it's, I got it's maybe 20. But yeah. I don't know if I have twenty even solid. Like without variety, I'm a weak stand up. I, 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 I rarely I, I would almost never, unless it's a comedy specific reason I'd have to, I will never go past ten without doing a trick. Because I'm just Oh, like, you can switch the gear. Can you go stand up to variety and then back to stand up? Oh yeah, that's how I do my show. You gotta see my you gotta see my full hour one time. It, I always say the only person I've ever seen it done going stand up to variety is Dave Mary, who's a killer monster act. Dude, you're gonna if you oh, if you even God. like that kind of thing, you're gonna love my hour. I I in in my He says humbly to camera. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna love You my won't hour. like it, but he will. Uh no, I, I do it twice. I switch and I drop into like an eight minute story two separate times in my hour. And I, and I and I just do like literally like you could just cut it and put it on fucking. Uh, oh, then you've proven a whole section of my book wrong. <laughs> Fuck. That's why that's why Travis said our books you got to buy them both. Buy Africa Dumbass and uh, Fog Machine of War. Mm-hmm. Nailed that Fog, title. Yeah, nicely done. Uh, about two beers in. Yeah, well three. Done. I'm almost three. three. So and the three I had before. So yeah, the, I pre drank uh, this. You got too. it, man. <laughs> We're at the bottom of the barrel. No one, no one wants the top shit. But the the uh, yeah the the. You got to buy both our books because we do complement each other and contradict each other in, in really good ways. Both good points. Travis was questioning some of the stuff we wrote reading your book. Oh, saying like he's wrong. No, no, saying like he was like, well, which I, I welcome. Like, you know, it was it, he's like it would be a great debate. Oh, I would like love an that. interesting conversation. I would so love I, that. I'm definitely going to read your book and you can listen to mine because so I'm I'm courteous enough to do an audio book. I'm, I'm attacking nine 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 nine. Get my audio book. I'm gonna like forward slash shop yeah <laughs> close enough i'm about to do a magazine cover a magic magazine cover yeah and in it he's he's like the article portion of it you know you get the cover but then you got to do the article and i'm i'm writing about a guy who advocates for just being free stream of consciousness filthy uh, like, what do you mean go, go out and cunt it up say what you want oh okay okay, okay and i'm like ah, he doesn't. so i'm challenging it so i, I can't wait for the blowback that's good. No, good. you got oh, to. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's I all. You get blowback from the cover. I told you what the cover is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's great. I'm shooting it tomorrow. Really? Yeah. At the Delta Hotel. I got a, a friend has a room, but it's a room with two stories, so I can shoot it up high straight down. Is it? You already told everybody it's a, your dick with a little hat on it. You already told everybody. No, no. That's, that's just for one person. Oh, shit. I thought that was the cover. It's, all right. I might put it in my DVD extras. Let's talk about aliens real quick. Aliens. What do you want to know? Oh, my stories? Or I don't, I don't know. Have, I want to know. Do you have any stories? No. 
I mean, no, Chris and I saw a, a, a TikTok from an airplane one, a TikTok, TikTok, a TikTok uh, from an airplane <laughs> one time. On yeah, no, it did. Uh, no, we saw like, yeah, we saw a UFO and we filmed it and it was fucking weird. And then we showed it our friends and they started showing us their stuff. And we're like, holy fuck, there's so many of these people's things. But like, I've never seen, I've, I've seen that one UFO and then I've seen another one, but like I've later discounted it in my brain. But like so, one maybe two UFOs in my life. But like Chris has seen a couple, and one of his stories is so insane. And he sent me photos, and he sent me a video of it. And like him and I've been over it many times. It's fucking wild. But that I have video one of mine too. It is wild to watch. So like it's crazy. So like I I'm like okay, I got those. I like those. But I'm always interested. I'm also like I don't know what yours entail. I don't know if they were UFOs. I don't know if you actually saw a fucking alien. I don't know what happened. I got two alien stories and a missing time. Uh, sorry. Oh yeah, missing, missing time. time. That's fucking crazy. I got a missing time within one. So. Okay, gonna, I'll, I'll do him quick. I'll do him quick. No, no, I'll do him quick. Wait, we got all the time in the world. We got all the time in the world. No, his name's Ferris. Uh, geez, chronological order or order of importance doesn't matter. So the most recent one, my neighbor and I are not drinking, though we are usually, but not this time. Okay, so we're out. We're Sounds about sus to already. Start drinking. I don't believe that. No, that's fucking terrible. Who would believe me? We're, st- we're about to start drinking, uh-huh. and he's like, "We live on a court. Uh, uh, what do they say? The cul-de-sac in the states, right? Like a yeah." So, but there's a field where kids play and stuff, and it's a divot uh, on the other side of the street. And he's like, so it's all dark, no other houses. He's like, what the fuck is that? And it looks like fire, but round. And it goes across, across the sky. And then I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then it vanishes right as it gets to the moon. And then I'm like, holy, oh, fuck, another one. And I posted the video to Facebook of this, so I'm not making this up. And then another 13 of them come. On the exact same trajectory, the same light, and they vanish at the same spot. And my wife has got the balls to say to me, other oh, Chinese lanterns. I'm like, Chinese lanterns? Really? On the same trajectory with the same level of brightness that vanish at the same place? They must be the most precision-made fucking Chinese lanterns yeah. I've ever heard. People will, and at any rate, so that's one thing. That, that is fucking crazy. How many uh, of them did you, did you video? Just- all of them. All of them. And it, me and him, both of us, he's got a, I have an iPhone and he has the um, other one. And the quality of video is wild. They, what wild year was this? This was just, so we're talking 2018. Jesus. So next time it comes up in my Facebook memories, I'll, Send not only it. will I share it, but I'll tag you. Thank you. Because you should hear me. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, and then and, and th- throughout the course of the 13, which happened over 15, 20 minutes, let's say. Jay has presence of mind. My neighbor has presence of mind to run up and get his kids and his wife. So the kids and the wife come down. And then I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to go get Casey and Fair. So they come. And they're like, what? I don't know. Like, they, the, the the wives are like, anything they can think of to say it's not an alien. Are they protecting the kids? Psyche? Sure. I don't know. But it was clear. So that's. That's yeah. fucking. So the, the second one. God damn. I, I only had one job uh, when I was. 13 going on 14 and that summer working at the movie theater i'd walk through from my house across the street into a schoolyard and then through another schoolyard out to the movie theater which is only a 15 minute walk away yeah walking by the walking by the uh school into the open area you know where they do like soccer or whatever sports i don't know that much yeah whatever it's a big green fucking space point is it's like you know 6 30 at night is dark and i see this bright like as much brighter than that light that you're lighting us with like you know the lights that are in, like, uh, the baseball diamonds? Brighter than that. That's fucking crazy. And it's off in the distance, and it's coming 
very fucking fast, but no noise. I hear nothing. Like the, this is the suburbs, right? Like I grew up in the fuck. I grew up in Brampton. This is the fuck all. So um, I'm like, what the fuck? I stop. I'm I'm in my like usher outfit, like uh, my dress shoes and my fucking jacket for ushering, you know, <laughs> movie theater usher. And um, I see it coming. I see it coming, and it it scared the shit out of me. And I ran through St. Anne's School. I ran. Through their like, I came through Sir John A. McDonald's school, saw that fucking thing, and I bolted so far. I ran. I, I remember running like I'm, I'm never in good shape, <laughs> so I'm not a runner. Uh, but, but I fucking ran fast as you could, <laughs> ran fast as conceivably possible, and then I turn around and I remember it being gone. I'm like fucking thank God, but like heart racing. So again, this is like whatever six six thirty something. I'm supposed to start work at seven. I get there, it's nine o'clock. At the movie theater, I get to the where they're like, "Where the fuck were you?" No, no cell phones. What? I'm like, no, I just left home. Like my parents, I said goodbye to them. I and then I didn't want to say anything about the alien because I felt like a, a yeah, uh, a crazy person. Like a, yeah, yeah. They think I'm already. I'm a Ghostbusters junkie. They, I'm a nerd, science oh, nerd. Right. They think I'm gonna. I, I didn't want more of it, so I didn't say anything. But I go, yeah, I know, I just left. But at nine o'clock, they're like, "You missed the whole early show. You missed your shift." And I'm like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. You. Almost three fucking hours? Yeah, two, almost three hours. That's fucking crazy. And what happened? I'm afraid to do that past life regression. Yeah. Because I don't know if I got probed or something. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, at this point, maybe you just want to know, man. That's pretty fucking fascinating. If an alien pegged me, I will not be fucking happy about it. Why not? You make I'd you get... rather be a chick than some alien. But... Buddy, no, and then, you, then you're going to get go on uh, more podcasts if, if that happens. Fair. Well, I've told that story. <laughs> the story I just told, I told it on one of those like uh, uh, like Discovery Channel type shows. Yeah. But um, nobody watches. Nobody gives a fuck. So I'll tell you my third one. says, fuck it, I'm on a roll. Might as well. Yeah. I got a third one. So those That's two. That's fucking crazy. So, and I, okay. Go ahead. No, I'm just like. The bright light like that with no noise is very is like a it's common not thing. Not a helicopter, and it no, of course. It moved, you know, like in the but you alien, can't, you can't, yeah. You know, in the alien movies, when it comes uh, back around right to form, yeah, like moving that quick, like it moved fast enough that it scared the shit out of me. Yeah, enough to like, like, run I away. Flight, I had like flight or was it fight or flight or whatever? Not yeah, like, fat kid. I'm, I'm yeah. flighting. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, no. There's also like. Yeah, and you can't. But I will never. You can't hallucinate missing time either. That's not one of the best like evidences for weird shit. It's like you can't be like, I left my house twenty minutes away and I arrived here three hours later. Like I mean, I always lament not having a cell phone, right? For the in those days, but I, also I I think I wouldn't have pulled it out. I I would have bolted. There was mm-hmm. yeah fear. I mean, fuck. Oh my god! god it damn. also makes you realize how quickly you will run when you really feel like your life is threatened. Yeah. Oh, buddy. like you always think, oh, you're gonna be some tough, or or, or you'll be like, I want to see these aliens. Like I, as a now, I go, I'd love to talk to an alien, dude. Whatever you know, could you imagine? I got a I got a gun pulled at me one time with yeah, a bunch of with a bunch Fucking of friends. Horrible, eh? Yeah, really horrible. And it was pointed at me, and all my friends were here, and um and two of the guys just gone. They ran so they fast. Yeah. And then, like, everybody else just froze. Like, fucking, like, we're all just... They say there's fight or flight. There's not. There's fight, flight, or freeze. And yeah, freeze is very common. And that's what we all did. I joke with the guy a little bit. And we, Well, yeah, that's that's pretty good. I, 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 I went into not. performance mode. Well, that's probably smart. Yeah, that's a nervous tick to just go into that. Like, 100%. all right, here we go. Here we go. If I'm going to die, 
because I, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't. Give, I want, I wanted to say what the fuck do you want, but I, I just kept going like this. What the fuck? 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 I was, I was a broken record. I couldn't even get. I quoted uh, 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 Rage Against the Machine. I gotta put a fucking bullet in your head. I'm like, a bullet in my head, like, like, like departments of police, the judges. <laughs> wow! Oh my, oh my god! god. It was fucking it's wild! Much better than me. Oh, I was such a smartass, but it killed me. But people, but my point was, people think that they're gonna act one way in a situation, and then you don't. You don't. So yeah, I, I, I fucking ran. Yeah, you would not have filmed it. You would have ran. What's the I last guess. one? What's the last one? Oh, the last one, real quick. So it's I don't know the chronicle. Okay, so I used to live in this house, and I go down the street. Uh, it's suburbs, right? So there was a creek. I had no friends or anything. I never had friends in public school or anything. So, you know, I would just play by myself down by the creek looking at the, as kids do. And then I'd come up the, this, the, the little pathway from the creek to this catwalk and, uh, you know, onto my house. So it's wintertime, almost winter, but there's snow. And um, I, I coming up the catwalk and I see this, like a fucking dark shadowy figure. I, I'm saying it this way, but it, it all seemed like it was a guy who was in shadows. Sure. But I didn't see his face. It creeped me the fuck out. And this guy's like, you were throwing snowballs at my car, you fucking... Like, what, what you? And, and I didn't know what to do. So I get flight or flight or whatever the fuck it is. I'm like, help. I just start screaming, help. Like, I'm like, oh, my friend Connie's two doors down. So I just start screaming. He's like, hey, hey, it's okay. It's okay. Don't don't worry about it. And then he fucking vanished. Poof. Shit. Okay. So, no, that's not the story. That's the background. So that's, that's what happened when I'm like, uh, how old are you in grade six? 12? 12. So then, fast forward to pandemic times, I'm like, oh, fucking depressed. My career has been shitbagged. I've okay. got nothing to do. So I'm going to go buy back my youth. <laughs> so I go down to the creek. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, fuck, I see all the... No crayfish. The chemicals have killed them all. <laughs> Whatever. <right? laughs> oh, fuck, lots has changed. Uh, same time of night. I totally back some butt. I walk up the fucking pathway. And I'm like... Oh, okay. I remember the story, whatever. And then turn around, and I'm like, what the fuck? There's somebody right fucking in front of me. Jesus Christ. And I'm, it's a kid. Clearly a kid. Kind of heavy set. Like, I was a, I was a fat kid. You know, I'm embarrassed to say. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> you look good now. You can, no, I totally I, got fat. You're not, have you met a fat person? Meet a, a fat couple. person. Yeah, a then you'll, then you'll realize. Not. Anyways. Anyways, point is, so uh, I don't know what made me say it. I honestly don't. Because it wasn't, I don't know. I tur- I see, and I, it freaked me out. And I go, you were fucking throwing snowballs at me. <laughs> like, I don't know what. And, it, and then the, the, the fucking kids goes, help, help. Whoa. And the exact fucking thing. Whoa. Right? But in reverse. Whoa. Weird, and I and then I just fucking bolt because now I'm an older man and I I have a kid and you and yelled I know at what a... it means for a kid to yell help help and I know the outcome yeah so I fucking bolt to my car and take off right like whoa it was what right a at fucking, fucking Tolton right I remember the street like fucking Tolton there's the catwalk I st- I can see it in my mind's eye and I know I have no proof nobody knows I don't know but I feel like that could have been. Maybe that was some, like, you know those stories you hear about, like, where you go through the fucking wormhole and you see yourself as a younger old? 100%. I don't know what it's called, but I feel like that must have. And I remember I went and told my mother, who I also ironically told when I was a kid about the other story, and she just took it in stride. She's like, it's possible. 
Like, my mom's always been really good about that, but oh. I wanted my mom to give me a better... But I remember it. I remember both when I was a kid and the, the terror of the man who's in shadow. Oh, I guess I should say, there's there's the catwalk, a house on either side, and there is a, a street light right outside of Connie's house. Um, so I could see how it would cast the shadow. It would make you look dark. I could see it now that I understand it. Crazy. So wouldn't it be funny if this catwalk on just off of Tolton Street in Brampton is like... This portal. Yeah. To, to whatever. I don't know what. Dude, we got to go back there again. I So I thought Let's about... Let's do another back. lap, baby. Let's go. Oh, fuck. Do I want to see myself again? What if I come back as an old man going, ah, oh, you shouldn't have smoked and drank. And you... That's inevitable. Yeah. Like, that is what they will say. Your old man self would tell you that. You knew that the whole you know time. The, you know the famous Di Vernon story where people would come to sit at the foot of Vernon to the castle and get the yeah. advice? Yeah, you know, Di, what, what's the advice? What should I do as a young magician? Sleep with as many women as you can. <laughs> like, maybe I'll give myself that advice. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. That's... So anyway, the point is, those are my three stories, which no Holy one ever believes. Holy fuck, but, uh, I believe them all. I, I promise you. I, well, I, I literally, on this podcast, everyone's going to believe them all because... Because we believe uh, first-hand accounts are like the most believable thing. So that's the fucking best. The one, the one with the, uh, what my wife would call the Chinese lanterns. I mean, Jane North Korean lanterns, that. maybe, because we don't know what those are like. We're not Some allowed fucker, in there. Okay, so I have an iPhone. He has uh, the Samsung. San, yeah. So on my iPhone, the video of them, they look like white lights. But on his, they're clearly red. It's just, mm. I guess they're not, iPhone's not known for its ability yeah. to shoot in the dark or something. Yeah, they, yeah. So everyone's like, it's Starlink. It's, you know, it's, it's the Starlink satellites. I'm like, no, it started over, but on Jay's, but I don't know how to put the two videos together. Like, if you watch them side mm. by side, Jay's are red, and it is clearly not Starlink. Wow. And I know that because, you know, the guy I told you he's a flat earther? Yeah, he, he knows the, I sent yeah. him the video. Exactly, and he'd be like, no, that's not what they look like. Yeah. And then Carl Chrisman from L.A. saw the original post, and he's like, I checked, here's the Starlink. Yeah. Map whatever they call it yeah didn't match up yeah but and weird that it like why in brampton but then again why new mexico or why yeah why anywhere that they are why crappy oh but i was gonna say I, I when i saw you at the bar last and we were talking about alien stories i thought i wonder if there's anybody who's made like a record uh like a database of alien encounters and stuff well, probably so there is there's this ufo thing for canada it's like ufo sightings i forget the web yeah address. anyways i just went you know, July 1989. Oh, to see who else saw it. Brampton, just to see. And sure enough, there was, I should have, that would have been a better way to tell the story probably. But yeah, there was actually, uh, if you, you can pull it up, you can see people had seen like the white light in the sky. No shit. In Brampton. Yeah. And this thing is fucking detailed. I forget the URL. I'm such an idiot with the internet. People can Google that. It's fine. They'll figure it out. They'll find it. If I can find it. Yeah. Stevie Wonder can find it. Anybody can find it. Yeah. Point is, um, I'm sure it's for the Your references too. are so hip and young. Very old man. My chest hair is starting to get gray now. <laughs> so is mine. I got, I got some white ones coming out, man. This this photo I'm doing tomorrow, should I shave it to make it look like the original photo, or should I leave the chest hair? Leave the stuff? chest hair. Show the show the time. Show the time? Show the time has passed. I might be asking you for your Photoshop skills after this. I you got know. it, man. I will I will Photoshop you any which way you want to look. When this is done, don't worry. I want, to look, I want to look like the guy with the nine-inch dick. Um, <laughs> no, no you anyway, don't. Anyway, this site's fucking cool because you can search by any city at any time. It's, it's worth watching. I'm sure if you're if you're... Audience are alien people. They probably I'm telling them shit they already know. Yes, but I love it. But I've seen many on cruise ships too and stuff. So who? How do they fucking record that? Because I'm out in the middle of the ocean. 
I, I don't know how they do that. And the, the, a lot of sightings are out in, the, out in the ocean. The middle of the ocean is like one of the meccas for it. And that's one of the most confusing parts. Like a lot of, that's what there's a whole bunch of people that think that there's aliens living. They're not from outer space. They're from, uh, they're, they're like living me. under the fucking ocean. They're, like a lot of these, uh, the, these pilots and stuff, uh, the fucking uh, Navy pilots and stuff, they're, they're reporting every day, these UFO, UAPs and stuff. And they're like, yeah, it was in the air. It was in the water. It was back in the air. Like crazy like, shit. Not, somebody... It wasn't Rogan, but it was somebody like that interviewing one of these pilots, and he's like, "Why are you not fucking? Why are these not being taken seriously? Why are you not investigating this?" And the pilot made a very good point. He's like, "Listen, we're paying jet fuel's expensive. The, yeah. the planet, we're supposed to do these things." He's like, "We're just observing this thing hanging in the air. Yeah, on our rounds, we we can't afford. We don't have the budget to go investigate. Yeah, it's but not... you'd think somebody would go, go fucking look." Yeah, but I mean that maybe that's all part and parcel. Like maybe maybe that like that's one of the reasons where it's like. Well, maybe it's not fucking aliens, right? Maybe it's like they call it UAPs for a reason, UFOs for a reason. Like it's, it could just be. Maybe it's not. I'm it, well. I'm, I'm open to. Yeah, it could just be some special tech. We're not really supposed to be looking. At. I don't know. It's fucking. But I'm, weird. I'm, I'm older, right? I like the, I like the aliens <laughs> myself personally. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know why, man. And and yeah, those jets, they, they, I guess they're so far out and they're flying too fast. Like they can't even slow those motherfuckers down enough to actually stop and take but a look at it. I remember it. one guy saying like this thing. Uh, even with the wind and stuff, it's still staying. yeah gimbal in there. Fucking I'm like how is this? I know possible? this is so nutty, man. Sometimes I sit in my garage. God damn it! This is twice. a very professional podcast. Just getting ha- it's, it's called the Getting Hammered Podcast. Bitch. I feel bad that I got to tell those stories. And Chris, who I think is an alien guy, yeah, he would love he, to hear. He would have loved it. Yeah, he would. He would have much more uh, to say to that than I would. But that's okay because we've done a huge podcast today. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're not sorry. This is the fucking best thing ever. I got everybody here. No, David Williamson though, <laughs> dude. He only gave us 27 minutes. What? He gave us an hour and 27 minutes. Fuck David. Williamson. Uh, we normally do about an hour, hour and a bit. So this is actually a perfect podcast. Uh, th- there's always a Patreon episode, but this week on the Patreon. It's not an episode. It's me because I had a show last week and the airline lost my luggage. So I filmed it. So here's a 50-minute show of me on Patreon, 50-minute episode of me on stage just doing whatever I could from the fucking dollar store. And I have a, uh, yeah, I had to headline this comedy club. So this is what happens when a magician loses their magic kit on a flight and has to do a 55-minute 50, set. So if you want to see that, it's on Patreon. Five bucks a month if you're not already uh, subscribed to Patreon. That's a deal. Yeah, you might as well. Come have a look. At least just watch you this. Might as well. Because <laughs> god damn, man. It is like, it was painful. I, I regret uh, half of that set. Half of it I'm very proud of. So go check it out. Enjoy. And I hope you guys fucking love Matt DeCero. All his shit's in the link below. So see him out there. Thanks for getting to the bottom of it. Tell, free fr- tell three friends. I got drunk right at the right time. Perfect. See you guys. Bottom of the barrel, bottom of the barrel, where we always feel so tall. Bottom of the barrel.